Hello, and welcome to Are You Going to Eat Your Fat? This podcast is a resource dedicated to those struggling with eating disorders. If you are struggling with an eating disorder or know someone who is, maybe a brother, sister, daughter, wife, we want to be here to provide resources and offer hope. I am Dina Lewis, and I'm here with my husband, co-host, Brian Lewis. We are not doctors, but we do come with more than 20 years' history in dealing with eating disorders. Whether you found us on purpose or by mistake, whatever the case, we hope by the end of this episode you have learned something, or at least, if you are struggling, you do not feel alone. Hi, and welcome to Are You Gonna Eat Your Fat? My name is Dina. So when you guys hear this podcast, Christmas will be over and it will almost be New Year's. And I was thinking, what better to talk about than how people are dealing with the holidays? Maybe some people are dealing with depression and then also providing some resources to help out to those people that maybe are new to recovery or haven't gone to treatment yet, but just don't know what's available out there. At first, I was going to just say, that, you know, I hope everybody knows that it's okay if it's not the most wonderful time of the year for everybody. The holidays can be a very difficult time. The stress is there to get everything done. And then sometimes I find that I get so caught up in getting the stuff done that I don't appreciate the holiday itself. My kids make fun of me sometimes because as soon as Halloween is over, my Christmas trees start going up. <laughs> like, Mom, it's not even Thanksgiving yet, but, you know, hey. So let's just talk a little bit about the holidays, depression. I know it's not a very fun subject to talk about, but I know that I deal with depression from time to time, and the holidays can be very difficult for me. Growing up, my mom made Christmas big and wonderful. I mean, I know it's not about the presents and stuff, but she just made it so much fun. And when Brian and I got married, I remember asking my mom, like, you know, mom, you're still going to fill my stocking right and she goes no that's Brian's job now and I thought no but you do such a good job at it but anyway when I first got into treatment I talked a little bit in other episodes that I didn't share a lot in the very beginning I think because I was just a mess my emotions were all over the place and so doctors had suggested that I get on an antidepressant and I was completely resistant about it I didn't want to be addicted to something and I thought that it was just what they would call a fat pill. You know, eventually they won and I got on board and I was like, okay, I'll start taking it. And they reminded me like, you know, it's going to take a couple of weeks for this to take effect. And I remember taking the first one and within 24 hours or less, I was feeling so much better. It was like a miracle. I guess my body just needed it so bad it absorbed it and it was started working and I was had so much more clarity to my life. I think they started me off on Zoloft and I think it was like 20 milligrams, 20 or 40 milligrams. That was working great until it got to the point where, you know, that dosage wasn't rolling and they upped it and then they upped it again. And at some point it wasn't giving me the same effect, even if I upped the dosage. So now I'm on Prozac and about 40 milligrams. And some days it works and some days it doesn't. I mean, it's not a magic pill. You know, I still have to deal with my feelings. I wasn't even aware that I was depressed when I entered treatment. To be clear, I wasn't even aware of my feelings at the time. So that really helped. But I still struggle with depression quite often. 
sometimes it will be I can have a great day and then the next day I wake up and I'm just not in a good place. But I have to be very aware of myself. I have to be very in tune with my feelings because I can slip right into a really dark hole. And it's hard to kind of like pull myself out of that. Sometimes it takes me a couple days. And sometimes I don't understand why I get there in the first place. Because sometimes Brian will come to me and ask me, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine when I know I'm not. Do you want to talk about it? And I just start to cry. And I don't know why I'm depressed necessarily. So I guess the reason I kind of have said that is just to become aware of how you're feeling is important because being aware is also listening to your body. And I think listening to your body and what it's telling you sometimes, whether you're tired and you need more rest or taking the cues from there is important and overdoing. And that is not one of my best qualities because I don't always listen to my body and I push myself. Just recently, Brian's taken off for the holidays and work for the holiday to be here with the family and we can do certain things. And that's all in great, but it does bring me quite a bit of anxiety. Sometimes I wonder why, but I think because we're not on our regular routine and usually we're up at the same time in the morning, he goes to the gym, I do my workout here and we just go on. Well, when he's off, it changes the schedule and I like to keep to that schedule. So I'm waking up early, but he's not. And for some reason, it adds anxiety to me. I'm one of those people, like, I like to exercise and work out in the morning and have the rest of my day free. Or him, it's like, oh, I can do it in the afternoon or I can do it in the morning. No big deal. And to me, I'm like, how do you do that? That's all I'd think about for the rest of the day. Anyway, Brian's much better at listening to his body when it needs rest, when he needs to take time off. He deals better with if he can't get everything done in one day, he's like, well, there's always tomorrow where to me it's like, oh, no, has to be done today. That was my goal. I got to get it done. When I grew up, when my family got sick, it was like, well, you can still go to work. You know, you can still do what you have to do. You're not dead. Where when he grew up, it was like, no, you go to bed, you get in bed, you go to sleep, you take care of yourself for a couple of days, you don't do much. And that's just completely not the way I was raised. Anyhow, if you're living with depression and having a hard time with the holidays, I'm really sorry. But I heard about something and my husband shared it with me. There's a nonprofit organization in Australia and they started this thing. It's called Are You Okay? It's just the question, are you okay? It's the letter R, the letter U, and then okay. And what it does, which I think is great, is they use it as a suicide prevention thing. And it's encouraging all of us to notice the signs of mental health in others, maybe our friends, our families. And we reach out to these people, inspiring everyone to connect with people around them and start a conversation with others who are struggling with life. And that struggle may be the loss of a child or dealing with depression or having an eating disorder or alcoholism or drugs or whatever is going on in their life, but becoming aware of the people around us and providing service for them. What a better thing can you do other than just like, are you okay? Because there's times where I think we're all resistant to share what's really going on in our lives. And I just think this is a great, great thing 
It's a public health promotion charity that aims to start a life-changing conversation with people. And you just never know. Sometimes all they just need is a smile and a hug. And maybe that's all they needed to keep going one extra day or one extra second is just to know somebody cares. And I know that means a lot to me. So they have four steps to this. They said that if you start a conversation with someone, it could change someone's life. And the first step is asking, are you okay? The second thing is listening. And then the third thing is encouraging action. So if maybe they say something, maybe you say, well, do you have a doctor? Do you have a therapist? Do you have someone, a special person that you can talk to, a friend that you can go to when you are having a hard time? And then the fourth thing is just checking in. So maybe a week goes by and you check in and see how they're doing. I think follow-up is a huge thing now. I don't think people do a lot of follow-up with others to check and see if you're okay. So I just think it's a great day. So the Are You Okay Day in 2024 is going to be on September 12th. It's this Thursday. And I'm not sure what they all do there in Australia, but hey, I think it's great. I think we need to bring that here to the United States as well. And I know that personally, one time I had just come out of treatment. I was at the gym It was early, early in the morning, so there were not a lot of people there. And a girl walked in, and she was definitely anorexic. I mean, there was no question. And I remember saying to myself inside my head, God, if this girl comes next to me and gets onto the treadmill next to me, then maybe say something. And if she doesn't, then I won't. So there was probably 10, 15 treadmills next to me, all empty, nobody there. And she chose the one right next to me. I remember sharing with her. I'm not sure exactly what I said. It's been years, but she was very resistant and was very combative about, no, I don't have a problem. You don't know what you're talking about. Lots of denial there. So when I heard more about this, are you okay? What a better way to start a conversation because they're not going to feel like you're coming after them. And it's going to look more like from a caring heart. So anyway, I just thought I would share that with you all. Then I also wanted to say, share with you, just in case you don't know of some resources, I was looking up last night and I looked up some OA meetings. You can look up the OA meetings in your area. And if I went online and just put OA meetings, and then they kind of have a search bar on there and you can put in whatever town you live in, and then it will tell you a list of where the meetings are in your area. I know that at one point they had OA meetings and AA meetings sometimes in rooms of hospitals not patient rooms, but like some of the business rooms and the offices. I know there was one there where I lived on Saturdays. Sometimes, you know, even if you want to start up a meeting, you don't have to have five or 10 people, but two people creates a meeting. I know that when we were dealing with COVID, I think I was having a hard time because there was lots of isolation and we were having to stay home for so long that I kind of was like, I think I need a meeting You could go on and you get the app on your phone for the OA app, and you could listen to meetings on your phone. And that was great. I thought it was great because you could, not to be weird, but you could take a bubble bath and be in a really comfortable place and be listening to a meeting at the same time. I think you would, if you put a little flag up, you could raise your hand symbol or emoji. Then if you wanted to share something, you could. But sometimes it's just great just to listen to what other people are sharing. And sometimes you'll get something from it and sometimes you won't, but that's okay. I also noticed when I searched for OA meetings that they had telephone meetings. 
Never heard about that before, but who knows? If you can't do a face-to-face, do the thing on the app on your phone and listen to them because I thought it was really, really great. There are also some eating disorder hotlines 24-7 that I'm sure if you need someone to talk to, there's always someone there to listen. But I think some of the best things that you can do is that if you are living with depression, you're having a hard time during the holidays, set yourself realistic goals. Keep your life simple. Do the things that you have to do. Follow your treatment guidelines, whatever they've told you, whether that's writing, getting on the phone and talking to someone, journaling. I don't know. (laughs) Those are about some of the things. And then making sure you give yourself self-care. So whether that's taking a bubble bath, getting outside, going for a walk, talking to a friend, I know, turning music on and dancing in your house, going shopping, whatever gives you the most makes you feel good about you. Giving yourself the permission to feel your feelings. That's why I said before, like, it's okay if this is not the greatest time of the year for you. Not everybody thinks Christmas is the best time of the year. Sometimes it's very difficult for people. And I'm not saying it's not a great time of year, because it is, but some people are struggling. If you're having a hard time, you're having a hard time. Set realistic expectations and keep things simple. And then share your feelings with trusted people. And know that Brian and I are here, that if you have any questions or just need a resource or you just need to hear somebody else's voice, Brian and I are here, and you just have to email us at eatthatfat at gmail.com. And that goes out to the parents and the sisters and the brothers and the aunts and uncles and everybody else, too. You guys are going through a lot at the same time. It's not just about the addict. It's about the family. It's a family disease. It's a silent killer. And that's why I'm trying to bring the most awareness about it with this podcast. I want to thank you all for making 2023 really great for me. I love, love doing this podcast. And I just am so grateful for all of you that have listened from near and far. And I appreciate everything you guys do. I hope you have a great 2024. And I think we're going to end it with a serenity prayer. Thanks, guys. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it. You are worth it. Happy 2024. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us. If you found this podcast useful or we have given you hope and you want to reach out and contribute, feel free to do so at eatthatfat at gmail.com. That's eatthatfat at gmail.com. Our pledge to you is that every penny that we get in contributions goes to production costs and keeping the lights on. We will not pay ourselves, but anything above and beyond production costs will go to benefit organizations that specialize in eating disorders. Please reach out to us if you need resources or you just need to talk. You are not alone and there are people who care. Keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it. You are worth it.